Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 62 of the Grumpy Girlfriend podcast with me, your host and certified life coach, Katrin Bernt. A couple of years back, when I was struggling the most with my grumpiness, jealousy, and anger, I spent a lot of time and energy on trying to understand why. Why am I this way? What made me this way? Why are other girlfriends not like this? What could possibly be the explanation? Searching for answers is a very human thing to do. We want to understand the reason or the cause of what is happening. Sometimes because we think the solution lies in the reason why we are the way we are. And sometimes in order to just have something to blame. And even though blame leaves us powerless in our own lives, it can provide us with some temporary relief, which is why I think a lot of us go that route. I explored a lot of different explanations. And in today's episode, I wanna share with you what I did try along the way, what worked, what didn't, and how I view this whole journey in hindsight. There are some key insights that I want to share with you towards the end of this episode, especially if you find yourself focusing a lot on the reason why. So here are some of the possible reasons or solutions that I came up with through the years. One, birth control. I had heard a lot about how birth control can make you crazy. And I was on the pill at the time, so I decided to go off it and hope that that would solve all of my issues. I hoped that going off hormones would make me happy, relaxed, no longer jealous, and of course increase my sex drive too. But the only thing that changed was that my skin got a bit worse and my period cramps came back full force. Now, I'm not saying birth control doesn't have an impact on some people. It absolutely does. And if that is the case for you, it's a pretty simple solution. And that was what I was hoping for. But for a lot of women, this is one of the first changes that we make when we notice a big decline in our mental health or behavior, and it doesn't always solve the problem. It didn't for me, so I continued my search for answers. Two, therapy. I decided to seek help when my jealousy and anxiety was through the roof, and I got the diagnosis Generalized Anxiety Disorder. I went to therapy for about six weeks the first time around, and then I think another six weeks the second time around. And we talked about how I was feeling and about my jealousy and anxiety in general, but I didn't really get much from it. I did enjoy it because I have always been really interested in psychology and personal development, so all the things that I learned in theory were really interesting. But I can't say that it made a big change in how I felt or behaved in my day-to-day -day life. Again, therapy might be the solution for some people, but it wasn't for me. Three, quote-unquote, feminism. 
Perhaps the reason why I was so angry, jealous, and frustrated all the time was because my partner was shitty. Maybe everything I was feeling and everything I was doing was completely justified, and I had to stand up for myself and tell my partner how to be better, how to step up, stop being a man-child, and take responsibility for... Um, I don't know, my feelings, maybe? I followed a lot of accounts on social media, listened to a lot of podcasts, watched YouTube videos that constantly reinforced my anger, my frustration, and my shitty feelings. They kept telling me that I should feel this way, and that it's all my partner's fault. And if it's not my partner's fault, then it's definitely the patriarchy's fault. Meanwhile, my partner wasn't doing anything bad or wrong. He was sharing responsibilities, he was pulling his weight, he was trying his best to support me, which was very confusing for me. All this content was telling me that he's secretly a lazy bum and I do feel bad because of him. But I couldn't really see it when I looked at him or my relationship as a whole. This was probably the most angry phase of my journey, and it was meant to be empowering, but I just felt more and more powerless. I felt more and more like a victim against my will. I felt like it created even more of exactly what I didn't want, which was more anger, frustration, and hopelessness. So, yes, sometimes the partner is an asshole. Yes, sometimes, I mean, a lot of the time, the patriarchy does fuck us over. And yes, feminism is important, but it wasn't the solution to my personal emotional problems. Number four, anger management issues. So as time went on, I started noticing that I was angry all of the time. The smallest thing could send me into a complete, like, rage attack, and I would get all sweaty, and my heart would beat really fast, and all I wanted to do was scream and punch things. Now, I didn't, because I just bottled everything up instead, but I started wondering what these rage attacks were all about. Perhaps I had some underlying disorder or diagnosis that made me this way. And to be honest, I wanted to have some kind of diagnosis. I wanted a doctor or a psychiatrist or just someone to tell me why this was all going on. Slap a label on me, give me a pill, and just make it all go away. Five. So in the same diagnosis category, I had also read about thyroid-related diseases that made you kind of crazy. At the time, a famous YouTuber in Sweden and her partner were going through a really tough time, and she was struggling a lot with aggression and anger as well, and it was completely, like, uncontrollable. This did plant a seed in my mind, and I thought that perhaps I have now found my answer. So, I had my blood drawn, they took some tests, that all came back normal. 
During this journey of searching for answers and explanations, every time I got tests back that were normal, things I tried didn't work, it all felt like a slap in the face. I was losing more and more hope that I would ever figure it out. The thing I think I feared the most was that the answer in the end would be that I'm just a terrible person. Number six, my parents. Around this time, my parents were getting divorced, which naturally brought up a lot of thoughts about my life, childhood, and upbringing. It was pretty easy to blame them for how I turned out, considering the emotional environment in our home as I was growing up. Emotions were never discussed or acknowledged, and silence was how you expressed anything, really, and anger was the only emotion that you were allowed to show. This was at least how I experienced it as a child. Naturally, I was pissed at them for making me this way and not teaching me any kind of emotional intelligence, emotional skills whatsoever. And in one way, the blame kind of felt good, but it also made me feel even more hopeless. Today, I know that they just passed on what they had learned from their parents, and they had no tools whatsoever to do things differently. And what they taught me growing up is no excuse for me to forfeit responsibility and power over how I show up today as an adult. I can't change the past, but I am in full control of the present moment. So, so far, all of my attempts had been fruitless. Number seven, a neuropsychiatric evaluation. I was depressed for about half of 2019, and during this time, I was still trying to find answers. Since I have undiagnosed autism in my family, a psychiatrist brought up the possibility of doing a neuropsychiatric evaluation. I started researching autism in girls and women and how it differed from boys and men. I also researched bipolar disorder, and both of these options did explain a lot of what I, what I was going through, but also how I had experienced my life up until that point. So for a couple of weeks, I went through a full evaluation, which was basically the final straw for me. I was just coming out of a depression. I had honestly no idea what I was doing career-wise. I felt kind of lost, but I did feel like I had finally found an explanation that made sense. Yet, People around me and eventually also the psychiatrists told me that I have no problems and that I'm, quote, a tough cookie, you'll be fine. And at this point, I was still feeling awful. I was still grumpy and jealous. And I was still acting shitty in my relationship. This mission that I was on to explain why was so important to me because my future depended on it. Who I could become in the future depended on it. My relationship depended on it. 
If I didn't understand why I was this way, I would never be able to make a change. That's why every failed attempt to explain my situation was so devastating. But one day in November of 2019, I came across Brooke Castillo and the Life Coach School. Not in the context of personal development or improving my relationship or anything like that. I was just working on a new work-related project and I was looking for Life Coach educations. Within two to three months, my life had completely changed. What I realized was that, one, the reason why is not the key to making a change. And two, sometimes the reason why is just that we are human beings with human brains that do what human brains are supposed to do. It doesn't have to be more dramatic or complicated than that. I started learning how to watch my own mind without judgment, how to relate to my thoughts without letting them consume me. I learned what feelings are and how to actually feel them instead of bottling up and pretending that they're not there. I could finally understand how all of my bad behaviors actually made sense from a primitive perspective, but what they did was create the opposite result of what I wanted. My mind was blown, to say the least. Once I learned all of these tools, I could look back on my attempts at finding explanations and simple solutions and see how they all made total sense and why I was so devastated when they didn't result in anything at all. Today, I totally understand that I wanted a diagnosis, I wanted a pill that would make everything better, because I thought that was my only hope. Today, I can be grateful and happy that I didn't turn out to have any diagnosis or medical conditions or anything like that, because that means that my brain is working as it should, and I have way more power over it than I thought I did. Today, I often see people in general, but also a lot of my clients, buffer with finding explanations. Buffering means that we avoid our emotions, and a lot of the time also avoid putting in effort to actually find solutions going forth. And when we are completely focused on the past and we spend our time trying to find the answers in the past, we are completely missing out on the future that is available to us. We are not exercising our power in the present moment. Change happens in the future, not in the past. And change happens by making new decisions in the present moment that then one by one change your future for you. Is there a time and place to dive into the past? Absolutely. Many kinds of therapy are all about talking about your past, processing things from the past, and healing. But you don't need the reason why in order to make a different choice today. Making new choices and changing your behavior today 
lies in your willingness and ability to feel uncomfortable emotions in your body without reacting to them and then being intentional about what to do instead. The emotions you feel in your body, pleasant or uncomfortable, all come from your thoughts and your beliefs. Beliefs are just thoughts that we've thought over and over again and that we believe to be true. They are often rooted in past experiences, childhood, relationships, culture, and so on. That's how our beliefs are formed. But we are able to override our existing beliefs and change them without first identifying the source. So with this episode, I want to show you that if you are hyper-focused on finding the reason why you are this way, I am here to give you permission to attribute it to being human, to having a human brain. Human brains are grumpy, jealous, insecure, and anxious a lot of the time, especially in romantic relationships. Nothing has gone wrong here. You're not broken. You're perfectly normal. Now what? You don't have to postpone changing any longer. You are capable of changing how you think, feel, and behave if that is what you want to do. Now, I don't look back at my own journey as a waste of time or with regret. I am glad and proud that I was so determined to find a solution to my problems, and I didn't just settle for being grumpy and miserable. And on our way to finding answers and solutions and making change, we have to be willing to make mistakes and fail. So I'm not advising any of you to not change your birth control, not go to therapy or explore your upbringing or not rule out any diagnosis. I want you to do all of the things that you want to do in order to live a happy and healthy life. But I want you to know that a lot can be done in your own mind and your body. If you have a medical condition, that needs to be addressed and managed. But whether you do or don't, you still need to learn how to manage your mind and process your emotions in order to live at your highest potential. And you do not have to figure out why before you start making changes, before you start managing your mind, before you process an emotion instead of resisting it. Just start by making a new decision today. You will get the ball rolling and perhaps somewhere along the way, the reason why will become apparent to you but you don't need it. I'll see you back here next week. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye.